0: Welcome to the Legacy Church Online Campus Podcast. Each week, we upload the worship and messages from our online community stream right here as an audio version of those services so that you can be a part of our community wherever you are. In today's episode, we're talking about what loving God actually looks like. So stick around for that. But first, let's get into worship.
1: King would welcome me I was lost but he brought me in oh his love for me oh his love for me whom the sun sets free oh his free indeed i'm a child Yes I am Free at last He has ransomed me His grace runs deep While I was a slave to sin Jesus died for me Yes He died for me Whom the Son sets free Home oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I. Side
2: from your love and fear has lost its power over us yeah. I am convinced that you have restored all which was lost and you made us the righteousness of God this know. You showed us first love. Laid down Your life for us, so You could make us the heirs of heaven. You rose up from the grave. You challenged everything. So. i in we make It's not failure or mistake, it's your naughty sting.
1: lost its fine, let your kingdom salvation and light rest.
0: George Washington Carver is known as the father of the peanut industry. You probably studied his life in school and how he discovered over 300 uses of peanuts, the legume that had somewhat minimal uses before Carver came on the scene. He figured out how to turn it into paper, soap, shaving cream, woodboard, insulation, flour, the list goes on for a while. Also fun fact, the phrase who invented peanuts is searched over a thousand times a month on Google. I don't know how to feel about that. Anyhow, George Washington Carver didn't do anything to change peanuts. He didn't invent the peanut, he just discovered more about it, more about what had always been there in that tiny little shell. He then found ways to use what was already there. This may seem off topic to our main topic, which is love, and to be honest, it's a parallel example with the main connection being that I absolutely love peanut butter. But the parallel is in this, God's love is perfect and complete, just like the peanut, Also, just like the peanut, it took a long while for humans to learn more about it and appreciate it for all it was capable of. See, our love for God is not perfect. It's being perfected, but it's not there yet. It's still growing and it grows as we learn and yield to his love and learn to trust God. In Luke 10, a lawyer was listening to Jesus teaching and he stands up and asks this question. We're starting in verse 25. So to recap, a lawyer gets up while Jesus is teaching with the motive to test Jesus. And he asks the question, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answers this question with a question saying, what's the law say? Now pause, because this exchange is really interesting to me. Jesus asks, what does the law say? As in the Mosaic law with all of its rigid rules and do's and don'ts. The lawyer, being a lawyer, obviously knows the Mosaic Law, but instead of deriving an answer from it, he quotes Jesus teaching from days, possibly months earlier and says, love God with everything, love your neighbor as yourself. He then asks, who is his neighbor? And the text points out that he was trying to justify himself. Then Jesus replies with the story of the Good Samaritan. Our topic today is loving God, but this whole scripture feels really pointed toward loving others. I mean, the parable Jesus gives is all about a human going above and beyond to give everything necessary for the full recovery of another human. But what I don't wanna miss here is that little bit of motivation that I mentioned a moment ago, to justify. What was the lawyer trying to justify when he asked who his neighbor was? He was trying to justify his own actions against people in order to spare the fact that he loves God. He was trying to find a reason for his actions to not always be above and beyond towards others. I think it's safe to assume that the lawyer wants to inherit eternal life. That was his starting question. And I think if Jesus left it at love God with all your soul, mind, and strength, then he would have left it there too. But he needed to uncouple loving others from loving God. And instead Jesus meets him there with a story of a random guy going above and beyond for another rando. Now, let's look at 1 John 4:19 through 21 with this context. It says, we love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar, for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. So here's the inner conflict laid out between these two scriptures. If I don't love others, then I don't love God. It's really a two for one deal. Don't love others, don't love God. And the only model of love is the love that God gives to us. Any other type of love is a lie. I've always pictured this whole thing as sort of a sequence of levels, where the first level is God loves us. That's the only start there is since we love because he first loved us. When we receive that love, we are then at the second level. We love God. Then when we're finally ready, we love others because it's the next step to loving God, right? It all makes sense. Almost like a cup being filled with water. We are filled with God's love that love makes it back to the top returning to where it came and then anything that overflows is our love for people that's kind of the visual that we get in our head but that's the wrong visual because that whole thinking tells me that i can love god without it affecting the way that i encounter others others get the overflow of my life they get the excess but according to the scripture when others are given the excess our source is cut off Now, hold on, I'm not saying that God stops loving us. I don't believe that at all, but I do think that we accidentally cut ourselves off from receiving His love when we think that it's only for us. God loves us, and the next step in the funnel is we love others. And it's in loving others that we truly love God. Again, we can only love it all because God first loved us. This is the only starting point. We don't love others because we are good people or even because we were told to. We love because He loves. And so receiving that love is what opens the door for us to love. See, we can't truly love without first receiving the love of God. Tori went into detail about it in last week's video. And so I don't want to go too far into that, but I want to make sure that we see the importance of it. It's the only starting point. So going back to 1 John 4, this scripture is aggressive. If anyone claims to love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. And you bet I looked up what the word brother in the original text actually means. And it means a brother, a member of the same religious community, especially a fellow Christian. That's hard because I know some other Christians are doing and saying weird things and sometimes choosing hate would be the easy route. And then you realize that the answer Jesus gave with the parable of the Good Samaritan was above and beyond. He wrapped his wounds, he used oil and wine, He put the dirty man left to die on his own car seat, took him to a Holiday Inn and paid for everything, including room service. That's what I'm expected to do to others who sometimes make me ashamed to be associated with them. That's a crazy love. Like what does that even hold back? Now that's just other Christians, right? I mean, we looked it up. It's only our brothers in Christ. If if that scripture doesn't challenge enough, let's look at Luke 6, 27 and 28. But i say to you who hear love your enemies do good to those who hate you bless those who curse you pray for those who abuse you there's no loopholes there's no way around it anything less than love that sacrifices itself for others is a pale imitation of love it's not the real thing and without the real thing we don't love god that's hard there's nothing easy about it because there's times where I just wanna stay on my personal mission and walk by the guy asking for change or laugh at the downfall of someone who made some part of my life difficult or spread the emphasized truth of what that person did to me to people that it doesn't really concern. Gossip, I'm talking about gossip. That's definitely the easy route. It feels good, it's refreshing, getting that off your mind and just like that, I'm putting a little on my life for who I believe God is and my own fulfillment see this true love obviously can't be done in human strength otherwise the world would be a completely different place i think that if it were easy for humans to love like that without a revelation of god's love then most of us probably would give like that right but it's not easy it's making the choice to sacrifice your own desires sometimes even our needs to meet someone else's there's a thought going around right now that you can call it a spirit a lie whatever but I know that I've had it and I've seen other friends give into this thought and it's just a question. Why does it matter if I call myself a Christian or if I live my life without a faith-based community and don't go under that label? Or that my faith is personal and while it makes me a better person, am I really different from other good people? I bet that a lot of us have probably had this thought recently. And I think this next scripture can speak to that. It's John 13, 34 and 35. And we're looking at it in the Passion Translation, which says, So I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true followers. There are plenty of good people in the world. And we see them periodically online, in the news, on social media. I mean, there's a YouTuber called Mr. Beast who is 23 years old and gives hundreds of thousands of dollars away each year to various people. At least from his public image, I would say that he's a pretty good person. So what separates us from other good people? It's this above and beyond giving of love. It says, everyone will know that you're my true followers when you demonstrate the same love as Christ. A good person loves and gives out of their excess a true christ follower gives and loves before there's excess three weeks ago we hit a pothole in our car and had to pull over the tires on the car were needing to be replaced anyhow but we were holding out until we could afford it anyhow we pull into the parking lot of a local vet and it's as flat as the tire gets it sucks but i'm thinking it's okay because i've got a spare tire in the trunk that i can throw on until this can be repaired the next day So I open the trunk, I pull out the spare and get it into the car and guess what? It's completely flat too, we're stuck there. Well, it turns out a local pastor from another church was picking up his dog from that vet right there and he went above and beyond to help me out. He took me and the spare to a tire place, he had them pump up the spare, he ordered two new tires and paid for them himself. He took me back to the car, put the spare tire on he followed me back to the tire place to drop off my car and then gave me a ride to where I needed to go. He went above and beyond in a way that I couldn't have asked and he met a need that I couldn't meet myself. He didn't have to pay for the tires. He didn't have to give me a ride. He didn't have to do anything, but he went above and beyond to show that, the, that he loves people. And because of that, I know without a doubt that he loves God. Now, I will say that just because we're giving and loving others, not just out of our excess, Um, It doesn't mean that we're wearing ourselves out completely with it. In Acts 3, we have the story of Peter healing a lame man at the temple gate, and it says that the man had been carried there daily his entire life. From other scriptures, we know that Jesus visited that temple many, many times, at times even daily. And Matthew 21, 14 says that the blind and lame came to Jesus in the temple and he healed them, which means that this man must have been at the temple at the same time as Jesus at least once, and yet he wasn't healed until after Christ's death, resurrection, and then he, when He ascended into heaven. So why is that? Why wasn't He healed by Jesus? The only explanation I can think of is found in John 5:19, when Jesus says, the Son, speaking of Himself, can do nothing of His own accord, but only what He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. In other words, He only does what is His to do. The line He draws is what He sees the Father doing. Now, before that becomes our reason to not love and to not give to others outside of our comfort level, I say that I think we, as the American church, have a tendency to draw the line way too quickly. Three weeks ago, I had a conversation with a friend, and he made this statement. If God had asked Abraham what he should sacrifice, Isaac wouldn't have ever been on the list, let alone at the top of it. And too often, I think we hide what needs sacrifice behind our gifts, our talents, or our excess. And maybe god is asking us to sacrifice or give in love something that we haven't even thought of as an option i want to wrap this up with some good news it's found in romans 5 1-5 and it says therefore since we have been justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of god Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That last part is the main focus. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You've been given Holy Spirit and through him, the love of God is available and ready to work in your life. We have received His love. Now we just have to walk in it. So let me ask a question. Do you love God? Like truly, truly love God by loving others? And is that obvious to others in your life? It's important to ask these questions as a right now thing because I've seen it with others and myself that we tend to have these seasons where we are extremely generous and then we have seasons where we have to remind ourselves to be generous and to go above and beyond. is it obvious right now in your life, in your current season, not based off past seasons, that you love God? And if not, ask Holy Spirit to help bring the fruit of God's love to fruition in your life. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, right now, um, I thank you for the love that you have given to us and the example of love. Um, I thank you that you didn't that you didn't stop short that you gave and you keep giving and you keep renewing all of that in us. And so I'm just asking that as this revelation of love um, sinks into our life and finds finds root, um, that we would be faithful stewards to water it and to allow um, to receive your love, to understand it, and then to love others with that same love, to go above and beyond. Um, I'm asking that that you would remind us as we go about our days that we, that our witness is the way we love others in the body and out of the body. And um, I just ask that it would be a prevalent thing that we would be known as yours um, by our actions, by our love for others. And in your name we pray, amen. That's a wrap for this episode. Just a few quick notes before we go. Our community stream happens Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Facebook and YouTube. We are Legacy478 on those platforms, and we would love to get to know you on any of our social media platforms. Find us on Facebook or Instagram and leave a comment saying you came from the podcast. You can also join our Facebook community group, see upcoming events, or become a financial supporter by going to legacy478.info. We'll see you next week. Go and be intentional.